And tonight we're going to continue our 80s festivities with the 1987 film The Video Dead. I'm really excited to talk about. Um, guests tonight are the usual panel and a surprise. We have Cameron Sullivan. This movie is shit-tastic. <laughs> right to the point. Sean Smith. What's <laughs> um, Rob Antiquera. Damn you for making me watch this candy. <laughs> Straight to the point again. And Daniel the Nightmare Nerd Ryan. Greetings, horror fanatics, and may the leaping Lovecraftian gods have mercy on us. <laughs> well, I see where the guys are at. And we are our surprise guest is Rebecca Reinhardt. And I'm gonna hand it over to her. Okay, well, I am going to be your ally in this candy, apparently. So, uh, I do host a podcast called SOBs Who Love SOV. I dig shot on video films and, sorry, movies, I guess I should say. And uh, so, Candy sent out, like, a list of what this season was going to be and would anybody like to guess on certain things. And I went for Video Dead, of course. Uh, overjoyed. <laughs> Yes, because I am a true fan of SOV, true fan of the video dead. And she and I uh, kind of had some bonding moments today where we actually realized we, we both are um, Hoosiers. Hoosiers. We're Hoosiers. Uh, and we both kind of had a similar experience as kids. Uh, you know, basically, I rented every movie in a mom and pop kind of uh, video store. <laughs> when I was a kid in every horror movie and, uh, and I would just do it based on what the cover looked like. And of course, exactly. you know, you never knew the difference between a $20,000 movie and a $20 million movie when you picked it up from a video store, pre-internet. Right. Yeah. And I found that maybe not at that point in time, but maybe as I've grown up a little bit, I realized the ones that I like were the ones that were more like the $20,000 videos. So it has a certain damn. charm. Yeah, there, there's those are the ones <laughs> that really stick with me. The, the ones that are not overproduced, the ones that have heart, the ones that you know that people really worked at. This is one of them. So this film is directed and written by Robert Scott. This is his only feature film. Mm -hmm. um, but he has been an assistant director, like a second unit director on a ton of TV shows. Uh, Banshee, Jag, Justified House, That's uh, right. Heroes. Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, this guy's had a pretty good Hollywood career, really. Also, so, also, uh, Val Kilmer played him in the movie Spartan. 
Yo, shut up. No. <laughs> no, no. no the, 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 the character uh, Val Kilmer played a character named Robert Scott okay. in the, the movie Spartan. But, <laughs> but, but not the director and writer of the video Dead. No. So this movie, <laughs> yeah, this movie uh, centers around a, a television, a uh, a possessed, cursed television that gets sent to the wrong guy and uh, wreaks havoc for the entire movie. Yep. <laughs> it's got some really Girl, interesting concepts. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. got some really interesting concepts, and you could tell it was trying to do its own thing. Yes. You know, as right. opposed yeah. to a lot of the films at the time, especially a zombie film, is very, very different. There's nothing like it. I'll give it that. Uh, yeah, I'll, I mean, through, you can go that through. far. Uh, one of the only things I'll probably give it, but I'll give it that. It, it is creative. <laughs> well, I mean, if you if you think about the zombie genre, just like with vampires, you have you know rules. Um, you know, same with werewolves and silver bullets and yada yada yada. And you know that that is one thing that I will give this is that they kind of branched off and tried to do their own thing. Now, whether or not it worked is you know up to you but i personally don't think it did but i you know i give them an a for effort you know for Absolutely. for trying yeah. for trying yeah, yeah. to do something different especially their names the garbage man undead yeah. jimmy d yeah, the movie the, house yes. garbage man yeah, and characters in this garbage movie. Day. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry rebecca go ahead oh no the characters in this are awesome like you were gonna say and um and actually the zombies they all um had backstories Right. Uh, yeah. That they were going to branch off on, you know, in the movie and then they didn't. And the thing is, I didn't know that until I was doing research this time. And I've watched this a million times. And they're basically <laughs> they're basically like the backstories I created for them. Right. Like they, yeah. I, I kind of came up with my own job. as well when, as a kid. Yeah. The only one was. Um, OK, so the I finally figured it out this time because I paused this a million times. I never could tell like um what the deal was with jack but he's like eh. all burned and so he was in a car crash so that, that was the only one i was like i don't know what's really wrong with I the guy with the was, half arm i think because a lot of these guys this was their first time out you know that the actor wasn't the most comfortable with the role no i just i, I really? just didn't know right. his i just didn't know his backstory like, I could figure, right. like, the bride, you could figure she got killed on her wedding day. She's wearing a right. wedding dress. The yeah. bride is actually my favorite. Of, yes. And, of I, course, the most prominent of the zombies. She, she's my yes. favorite. It's some good chainsaw action. Yeah, and she she is also the comedic relief mm-hmm. later. Um, and this movie. <laughs> yes, and just the fact that she, like, is holding her head at the dinner table later, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. There's some, there's some kind of fun visual gags with her. Um, I'm kind of curious as, like, why, like, what you guys didn't like about it. And I have a feeling that you guys just didn't I like it. I actually like it. I was just oh. being sarcastic. Oh, okay. I, I figured that Cameron would like it. And I just. I actually it. thought they I liked Cameron it when well they enough. recommended. <laughs> so. Okay, yeah. good. Because I, I mean, like I movies just, of any kind. So. I feel like this is if if somebody doesn't like this movie, it's probably because of the lower budget or whatever. I, because this is one. Oh no, no, oh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is one that like I mean I, I watched some I watched some shit 
I watched shit <laughs> my podcast last night, a movie that just, it was like a toddler wrote the damn thing. Mm. And like, this is like nice and coherent and it has a good concept and um, kind of has like shades of like terror vision, which was obviously a bigger budget movie. Which they, really they paired with on the They did, they right. They with that, yeah. Right. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Okay, you guys take over, and I'll just pipe in, cause, or else I'll just sit here and talk great about it and just wait for you guys to poo-poo <laughs> on me. <laughs> um, Who wants to go first? Rob, sounds like you do. You do. <laughs> I do. Damn. Like I said, I got, I got this confused with uh, another uh, – movie called the alien dead that's why i was like oh no i'm not doing this one <laughs> and then i realized they're two different movies so i'm like oh, okay and then candy was like oh yeah come on rob you should do it man like you know it's fun like you know you, that, uh, you got good taste and you know that's a good way to get me to do something blow smoke up my ass um <laughs> so so yeah it's like so i'm sitting there and i'm watching i'm like oh how you know let me just do it how bad can it be and like fifteen minutes in, I'm like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> and that's that's no. two she's got you on. She did that with Blood Feast too. Yeah, she yeah she. Blood Feast, I didn't Beast. know. I really didn't know. Well, I kind of knew. Oh, I watched about blood twenty Beast. minutes of. Oh. No, no, I believe I love blood funny. You need to funny. freaking love. I'm glad you found it funny. Well, <laughs> you took funny on a Disney to Glenn Danzig because blood. he sold me on it from the Misfit song, which was amazing. So I'm like, I gotta see Blood Feast. I finally track it down, and I was like, Ugh. No. <laughs> oh no, Blood Feast is great. And if you ever have a chance, uh, if you even and mildly enjoy that movie, you should watch Blood Diner from the 80s which yes. was oh, a parodic like yeah spiritual successor sort of yeah yeah i remember blood diner yeah yeah blood diner is, is, is like 100 percent better <laughs> <laughs> well there there's some dating going on there too i mean you know we're talking about early 60s versus the yeah. 80s i'm yeah but uh that's the least of these problems <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so fifteen minutes into this movie, you said, "Uh, it's just it, I'm out." I mean, so, like, what made you say that? I'm just it, curious. It, it, it's it's not like you know, I've seen enough low budget horror movies in my time. You know what I'm saying? We I'm all not, are pretty I'm big not, fans of that. Yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not bothered. I mean, at that's all. the essence of but, Romero, for God's sakes. He is the indie darling, low budget. Yes, yeah, and absolutely. we know how I feel about Romero. Absolutely, and like we were talking about last week when uh. We went off on the tangent on uh, Evil Dead, like, like you know, it, it, to compare, if I could compare both movies, you know, you have like when you, it's it's better to have a movie where you have like a director who's overflowing with invention and creativity when he has a low budget, you know, because like uh, for a perfect example, like Evil Dead, the entire cast and crew abandoned them, like uh, like going into the shoot. Yeah, and then you had Bruce, uh, Sam, Rob, uh, Josh Becker, and uh, I think, yeah, and um, they had to create the whole sequence with Ashes alone by himself in the the cabin, and that's probably the best sequence in the movie. And it's not because like they created it to be artistic or anything; they just created it because okay, what the fuck are we gonna do? Because you know we have the- <laughs> no necessity is the yeah the mother of invention. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, you know, so like that, that's the perfect example. And it's like, I, 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 you know, I love stuff like that. I love, you know, when, 
you know, a guy without money can create something, you know, just out of nothing. Um, but, uh, like, so I don't, I don't get, uh, I'm not going to get on him too much about his budget, you know what I'm saying? Because I understand, I was reading about it, and I understand that he had a lot of ideas that he had to just, you know, condense, yeah, condense because he just didn't have the money to do it. But I, I just don't think that if he would have had the money he wanted, it would have made this movie any better, because this shit is dull. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, it it is it is like I this shit felt like three hours like I was sitting I didn't there feel I like it was it, dull I felt like it there were some things that it didn't follow through enough on like a, some loose ends like some characters that probably could have been more defined I guess yeah yeah, yeah. in the whole idea that the the zombie characters were supposed to have a little bit more of a backstory like that might have been a little bit more interesting. Um, they kind of went into at one point they do go into almost like the goofy like you could have had like Corey Haim playing the character of Jeff <laughs> when he's with the, yeah when he's with Cowboys that would have worked <laughs> right like there it was like that goofy like the old guy and the teenager goofy stuff you know that kind of didn't the, the tone like didn't where they're fighting yeah. nobody's gonna get the chainsaw and shit it needed more right. mad scientists or like the boy <laughs> yeah. and boy and cat or cow shit or whatever argument you know like those kinds of things maybe didn't fit but I, I mean there were some effects in this that were good that I thought were pretty inventive like when the tv at first uh when it's jack I think that comes out of the tv like yeah. I mean it's obviously like they could have done something really stupid weird you know tried to do some like puppetry or whatever but they obviously just use like a gutted out tv and the actor's yeah. head and a bunch of fog coming through. And well, I thought, almost caused them to faint. By yeah. 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 Them, yeah. yeah. But um, but I thought that was like creative. And I thought that was one of the things that probably as a kid that struck me without like knowing that it was really low budget. I think um, I saw that and I thought that was cool. And, and now, I mean, when I know that they had like zero dollars and well, 80,000 right. bucks, but still back then that was that was That's not much. In 80s yeah. bucks, what would that be today? That would be like. But it doesn't count because in 80s. <laughs> yeah, right. Because then you have to like, you don't just translate it into like inflation. Then you've got to like put it into like film terms. Different kinds so, of effects yeah. and different. Because so much stuff media. is so much cheaper now than it was. Right. So, Either way, uh, I was actually. The fact that it went straight to video is both ironic and clever because it's, you know, the video dead. Video dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. This is the ring of video movies. And uh, ah! uh, it was distributed by. Uh, I can't imagine why I didn't get a video release. Uh, movie. <laughs> I mean, it hey, was. Hey, they never intended it. Uh, either way, it was distributed by NBC Pictures, uh, you know, which later got owned by De Laurentiis. And so that makes sense why this comes on MGMHD because they own some stock in that company. So, yeah, they're better known for. The Graduate, The Lion in Winter, Phantasm, yeah, The Fog, Prom Night, Scanners, <laughs> and The Howling. So yeah, this they they just wanted their money back instantly on this one, so they just went straight to video. But right. but if I can segue for just one second and to you know I know that we've mentioned nostalgia a lot in season one and we've mentioned it here and I always say nostalgia fucks with you, but this yeah. is one of those cases where you know as Rebecca was saying. Um, growing up in Indy, you know, there was these mom and pop video stores. My mom worked for a chain. I think there was four of them for like one on each side of town of Indy. 
and uh, you know, we were on the West Side, and she worked there, so I'd go there and get whatever movie I want. And I was raised on Romero, so here's this, you know. And back then, you know, you just looked at the the cover art, and you're like, holy fuck, that looks cool, you know. And I was, and they did such a good job. Like you could have a zero budget movie, and it look awesome. If I could collect the VHS art for just all the VHS ones that jumped out at me, and the movies that I saw that I wouldn't have seen any other way. And what was beautiful about the mom and pops video stores, as I talk about, and how much I hate fucking Blockbuster because they were evil. And I'm glad they went under. Um, But uh, they did pay me for a while. Pretty well. But um, anyway, (laughs) so I grabbed that one, and, you know, it was just, at at the time, you know, I was into the Romero lore of zombies, and I love zombies, and here's this really cool cover, and I took it home and I watched it. And honestly, I was really impressed in the 80s. Now, now I look at it and I can see, you know, as you know, I've I've seen a lot more films and I've lived half my life at this point. So, like, I I have some perspective, but I still have a fondness for this film. Um, It did stick with me. I did pick it for us to talk about. I I knew that most of you wouldn't like it, but. You know, there there are some weaknesses. I thought you were a fan when you suggested. <laughs> no, I no, I like, am a fan. I picked it. No, no, Candy, that you you gave me a Sean shit for liking Chud and fucking yes. a Monster Squad. <laughs> That's just still. And Hard Rock Zombie is a classic. Thank you much. Everybody can have their. This is something. This is this is my nostalgia that not everybody is gonna like, and that's okay because we all have that. But this is this is, this was a fun film for me. Now I can see you know its flaws, and I'm not like upset has. about it. It's a good time. It's funny. I laugh. Um, no, you know, you know what this, it just stuck you know with me. All, after all these years, it stuck with me, and I love direct to video because there's so much that it added to the genre. That, you know, especially for horror. You know, it was so easy back then in the 80s. 80s were kind of a golden age. Um, because oh, yeah. all the you know full moon and all that stuff could direct video. You go in your local video store and you can find this random shit. And this is one of the things that stuck with me that I, I just picked up randomly well, and I would <laughs> never have seen otherwise. So yeah, nostalgia. And that's where this, this is where I'm guilty of the nostalgia, guys. You can and the, and here okay, but still <laughs> here's the other thing. This is 1987 and talking to Michael Rasso, who is you know balls deep into uh, you know video production at that point in time and has put a lot of the movies that we've been talking about like which of our massacre splatter farm he's put a lot of those on camp motion he's done the the dvds and uh releases of those nice. um he said he said in like 86 87 you could videotape a wedding and put it on video and sell it to a video store like <laughs> yeah, it was just true. it was that's a correct. huge huge boom and so and I mean, you I think were kind of gambling but you find really cool right gems and at I that think time that's Part of the reason why the video dead sticks with me is because I could probably tell you 10 movies from 1987 that I've watched in the last six months that I was like, oh, my God, this is I watched body count, not body, (laughs) count, not the Italian uh, slasher set in Colorado. Not the amazing heavy metal rock rap band. No, no. Uh, this one is a Canadian made-for-TV shot on video from 1987. Now, you want to talk about, like, difference in quality? Like, if, <laughs> if I saw those two at the video store, like, the covers, 
I would have been like, oh, body count or video dead. But like now I'm like, okay, I look and video dead had a lot more integrity than a lot of the movies that were in the same quote unquote echelon that those films had at that point in time. So maybe yeah. that's part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like it was just more ambitious than a lot of the movies that people were just cranking out at that point in time. Back when the TV networks didn't really have as many standards. Yeah, as long as it makes it to air. You know, in time. We, this we is why we have MST3K. They need to fill some time. Yes. Really? Yeah. Um, oh, oh so no. When I, the whole time I'm watching that movie Body Count, by the way, it's just a piece of shit. It's, if you go to <laughs> SOVs who love SOV, our podcast, we did it yesterday. SOV. It was, we had, we, it, like, I was like, we should have watched this together because it totally would have been like perfect riff. Might have to. Oh yeah, my we God. Were, we were riffing it because <laughs> it was Sean's first watch and we were just, we were ripping the fuck out of it. <laughs> <laughs> we put on the subtitles and they were wrong. And I mean, we oh, were Oh, yeah. Dying. That's always it fun. Yeah, screenshots. I I was going to chime in, you know, with my thoughts on this candy and you just totally stole what I was going to say. So oh, well, you have at it. No, uh, but seriously. So, you know, we don't have a copy of this. So we had to right. watch. We had to watch it on YouTube. Right. It, so it's I. just whatever the hell, like, you right. know, whatever it the hell you really YouTube bad rip. And it and was a lot of auto focus. Did you guys notice that? Like. Yeah. Like, There's two different yeah. YouTube versions. One oh. uh, apparently, which most people saw, which is the one that just feels like whoever did the rip didn't <laughs> get it to the right setting because you're hearing. A it lot didn't adjust the tracking before the movie started. Because uh, the, the tape was trying to kill itself. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the, the, that's the, the thing. Video even, was dead. Even on YouTube, it, we we had to watch the VHS rip yeah. on YouTube, and yeah. so the, the sound was so low. That we and had to crank the TV and, yeah. and we still couldn't hear it. So we turn on the subtitles and YouTube subtitling is. Oh, if you get it, it's horrible. just, oh, my God. Yeah, I, I actually had it on crying. for this. And, <laughs> and, and all I've got to say is, and, and Rob, I hope you'll appreciate this. The reading the subtitles was the best part of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm not and I'm not trying to shit on anybody because I get the whole, you know, the the love for straight to video. I just there was so much shit in this movie that I just I got so bored. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like, I, 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 a lot of the times I was like, how fucking long is this thing? Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like yeah. that scene where they go into the forest. Where, 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 like, Jeff and the cowboy, they go into the uh, court. Yeah. Like, fuck, man. Okay, yeah, that does, and that's where I was talking about the Corey Haim, like, goofy, you know, teenage, like, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, that, that goes on too long. It really does. Yeah. Now, you know what this movie Better reminded me of? Better than any three-hour movie. You, you know what this movie reminded me of? You, ever, <laughs> you guys ever seen Flesh Eater with uh, Bill Heinzman? The, who played the, the the cemetery zombie in Night of the Living you Dead? No, it's on my to-watch list. No. The, 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 because that, I can't remember who I was speaking about it with, but yeah, it's on my Yeah, I that, uh, Video Dead is like a more creative but less entertaining version of that movie. <laughs> oh yes, Flesh Eater. I swear I saw it at a thrift store one time. Yeah, yeah. I saw, it, it, Flesh Eater is like kind of this like it's basically just a series of scenes where the zombies go around killing people. Uh, the, with Bill Heinzman being the leader, he's basically play, uh, playing. What else would you ask for? It's basically yeah. a sequel, like a spin-off. Yeah, it's, it's, 
it, yeah, it's his. This it's is his. what happened to him after Nine Living Dead. Yeah, this is yeah. his. Uh, like he he had a creative idea. Like he's basically saying in, in the movie, he's basically saying that he's the original zombie who causes the infection of mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Night of the Living Dead. The original title was actually Revenge of the Living Dead, but uh, uh, John Russo and uh, say, George Russo was like, gonna let that fly. Yeah, <laughs> he told him like, uh, uh, yeah, you can't do that. There. Yeah, we might have to do an episode on Heinzman or Russo. No, we got to do episode. I was just watching Return of the Living Dead last great. night. We're we're gonna be talking about Return of the Living Dead later this season, so we'll we'll talk about Russo then. If, right. if anybody could, if anybody could find copies of Flesh Eater, we should do an episode of Flesh Eater because Flesh Eater is just so fucking. I feel hilarious. like I recently saw it. Somewhere. I was gonna say, like, I am amazed. Like, if there, if anything that you want that's not actually available. Like on DVD, like that's you know out of print or whatever. Look, Flesh Eater, 1988. Uh, it's right on YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you don't, if you don't care, like, and I, and something like this, I would prefer to watch it on a VHS rip. Yeah. Like because it, you, you, there are certain movies. Like, okay, I'm a huge, huge Friday the Thirteenth geek. Like I am, like I, you know, I, I fucking. I fucking spent a day at Camp Crystal Lake, and it was like, okay, I, I, ah, I, local I it was then. best day of my life. Like, you know, nice. you know down, it was Uh-oh. like awesome. But um, not a Jason fan. Oh man, I, I'm a Freddy person. I'm sorry. That's why we'll get you later. Oh, ah, I am so out here. <laughs> I'm kidding. But no, like when you watch the original, you know, they keep putting out like better restorations of the original Friday the 13th. And it's like with everyone, I'm like, oh my God. It wasn't like they were sitting there watching dailies thinking, well, I wonder if this is going to look good on an ultra 4K TV in fucking 40 years. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it was meant like, you know, it takes you out of it when you watch some of these movies where it's like the, the colorization and, and, and the grain and everything else was like part of like the sort of like the sacrilege of colorizing Night Living Dead. I'm like, fuck you. Oh, why would it. you do this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They're just they're just certain things where you have to realize like they they made it with what they had at that time. And like Texas Chainsaw Massacre is another one. I hate yeah, watching that. that one a lot. I yeah. hate watching that one in high definition. I'm like, that's that it takes away from the fear sure. factor. That sort of grainy feeling. It just yeah, really adds you're watching, to the whole it's almost, atmosphere. It's almost found footage of somebody with a Super 8 camera. Right. You know, and so it, that makes it terrifying. But then whenever you can see every leaf on the tree and every like, you know, every you're little not bump of snobs like that. Like I can't. Do that. I was, I was well, just that it's after, awkward. Uh, Especially mm-hmm. when you see, because you can tell, like, the quality just isn't catching up with however the transfer is. It's the same time when you would see them reformat certain movies for VHS, and there would always be very awkward bars each time there was tracking. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's oh, like, oh. it wasn't that way in the theater, let alone on DVDs. So. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry, Daniel, were you going to say something? Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, I felt that way about Watership Down, the Netflix adaptation versus the original. Yeah. That, that grainier feel just adds to it. Yeah. And, and and you got to know, like, when that's right. And, and having an appreciation for that, I think, is part of, you know, being a real fan 
um, is, you know, you can't just be a, a, a fucking snob. You have to think about the time. You have to think about budget. You have to think about things. And it's atmospheric a lot of times, you know, just like the, but on the other with the film, you know, it, it just there's something about it. But on the other hand, if that's not your thing, that's not your thing. And it I is respect taste. That. You really kind of have to be that way. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. But like, um, I mean, me, I, I, I'm all about it. Yeah, and I'm not going. I'm not going to poo-poo on anybody who says that they won't watch, you know, shot on video. There are a lot of people who won't, you know, well, or somebody a lot of people who, who tell me that they won't watch black and white, and I yeah. love black and white. And I'm yeah. like, oh, do yeah. you know? You just need half my friends. Black and white. What's wrong, <laughs> what's wrong with black and white? Honestly, I love the atmosphere, and because there's no color, it's you know light and shadow, and you know there's more focus on dialogue and acting, and you know I'm just like you are not even giving us a chance. But whatever, you know if you don't. But like if it, it's you your like thing, it. it's it, right. Like some people like silent movies, some people don't. Some people like I action, movies, some people don't. Oh yeah, I mean, silent movies are great. Yeah, there are certain, there are just certain like there are certain things that are just a matter of taste, and you can't say that somebody is right or wrong for not oh, liking. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because of that, yeah. Subjective to you know. If you don't like thing. anything that won an award, I can't talk to you. But I do feel like <laughs> give something a chance. It's sort of oh like yeah. I tell I tell my son Ash, he's thirteen, and you know I'm like he's like uh, I don't like that kind of food, and I'm like have you tried it? No. How do you know you don't like it? Yeah. And I am yeah, and I am totally like that. Like I will watch anything. I rarely, I, I always have something good to say about stuff. I watch a lot of low budget stuff and I really appreciate a lot of it. I, I rarely well, there are some people on who stuff. look for the good in a film and there are others who can only see the flaws. And I'm kind of a mix. I can see the flaws and I can see the good and I kind of try to be fair and weigh them out. Or they can't do a half rating. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, yeah. cool story. Not good, you know, filming. Yeah. Idea. And it just seems to like, there's so many movies where I still this day have no opinion on because it literally blurs the line between good and boring. So right. You're just like, yeah, because there's some movies that people are like, oh, this is the greatest masterpiece. And you watch it and you're like, I want to fucking die. Yeah. Any Stanley Kubrick film? Thank you. See, no? I like The Shining. I love The Shining. But I do hear, I, I hear people say it's so boring. And I understand I just, like, I just I think it's not it. as good as the book. I think Kubrick is was so full of himself. I just don't like his films. A Clockwork Orange was it's very they're stylized, and he right. didn't stick with you know the story. And Stephen King's story is so much scarier. And that's a whole conversation that we don't want to go down with me because we get there sometimes. Yeah, and like, hey. Hey, stop. Uh, that's that's yeah, actually my so, favorite Kubrick is A Clockwork Orange. Yeah, it's very stylized, and it's probably my favorite, but it's not something I watch all the time. I'm just you know I, I'm just not I into can, him. I can say this in this group. I have a feeling and I'll be okay. My yeah. favorite Kubrick movie is Lolita. And I know it did Ooh. not, you know, it actually, did not yeah. follow the book. I, it really didn't. Like the more modern version followed the book way more. But there's something I really love about the atmosphere and the tone of that in and, Peter Sellers. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's really good at atmosphere and tone. Uh, but he gets a little full of himself. And you can yeah. tell where he's like, look how artistic I am. I'm well, like, if you have to tell me that. Name one I, of those directors mm. who's not like that. Oh. oh. Well, <laughs> yeah. Slam. Oh. I mean, it, at least I just, at some I point in time. Personally, I don't like Kubrick, but, you know, that's me. I love Hitchcock. Not everybody does. 
Um, <gasps> who hates Hitchcock? <laughs> there are people, trust me. Who are people who hate Hitchcock? <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah, there, there really is. Like, there are people yeah, who people say who that. Yeah, people who should uh, hate him. Yeah. Like, like, the uh, uh, how he treated people. It's like, okay, well, that's Yeah, definitely. well, Kubrick's yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. a fucking dick. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's not about that. A lot of them are, unfortunately. Yeah, he, was a, he, was a, he was a bit of a cocksmoker. Uh, Kubrick, too, he ruined Sully Vault. I'm saying fucking Kubrick, so like he's a cock smoker for that shit. Absolutely, like dude, her, her life's a, whatever. That's a whole conversation. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna steer us back to the to the movie. Yes, we're no, going we, to the movie. Yeah. I wonder where did we okay. go? We, we okay. do this a lot. We segue. Yeah, that's and that's awesome. I'm going. I'll bring us back because we are to the point where we meet April, the little blonde neighbor with the dog, and she yeah. says she says something that. Has stuck with me my entire life. Something that I could never put my hands on, my 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 brain around. Like, I hate the name April. And she <laughs> says, I hate it. It sounds like the smell they put on Kleenexes. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> She's fucking yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yelled that really loud. My neighbor's name is April. So I hope I don't have any reason to open it. <laughs> Also, boy, that's the who's your name too. I know a lot of Aprils. There are a lot of gotcha moments, and I I, I get that not everyone's gonna watch this because it's it tested their patience. But there are some ones where it's like you can tell someone was totally just saying, "Let's sneak in some Easter eggs into this movie." Hell, there's more delivery guys in this movie than there are in a porno. It's like Jesus. Oh, the shittiest delivery guys ever. Well, yeah, speaking of right, because they're like. We deliver it to a house, and they're like, wait, that was supposed to go to the Institute of Paranormal Research. Right. How do you fuck that up? Uh, yeah. They would like, be fine out the ass for losing those packages. <laughs> I mean, it's literally a home. So why would they think it's the right. Institute for, I don't oh, know. Oh, it doesn't go here. Yeah, oh, it man, was really dead. A- We're totally not going to react at all and just fucking walk away, apparently. And here's the thing. They never really, like, uh, so they knew his name. They had that address. So you would assume they had something for that guy and they mistakenly gave him the wrong package. Correct. He even says he's never ordered anything. This is way before like Amazon drunk ordering, (laughs) right? Like, I mean, like back then, if you ordered something, you knew there was something coming to your fucking house. There was no deep dogs. Oh, hey. Yeah. And, and, And I just love that, you know, when they come back, and he's there in his like party dead outfit, and he's whatever he's dead. And they're like, "Well, shit, we delivered it to the wrong place. Here's a dead guy. No reaction whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. And they don't even recover the fucking thing they came for. Right. They just they just fucking leave. I don't know what happens. You know, we don't know what happens. It doesn't matter. Like, oh fuck it. Don't think about that. No, no, you can't think about that, and you can't think about. I mean. Okay, so Daniels, the the dude in the freaking straw cowboy hat, he mm. even says at one point in time, you think I haven't thought about, like, you know, destroying it. You can't destroy it. Okay, but how about taking a sledgehammer to it just to try? <laughs> yeah. Clearly, it is And he's the type of motherfucker that would have a sledgehammer just hanging around to it. And I, I would want to see that. I, I would want to see them, like, I mean, I know, like, things are indestructible or whatever, but I want to see somebody take a sledgehammer to it and then walk out and come back in and the thing be, like, rebuilt. 
Like hold that would have been a really cool scene. Yeah. Hold on, hold on one second. Hold on a second. Let's talk about the cowboy for a second. Okay. How how disappointing of a cowboy is he that they're going on the hunt for these zombies and all he brings is a chainsaw and a fucking bow and arrow. Like you're a cowboy, <laughs> motherfucker. Oh, you bring you a rifle and a I'm sorry. Oh, don't forget the, 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 the Fisher-Price My First Chainsaw that he brings. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like Fisher-Price My First Chainsaw. It's the littlest, tiniest chainsaw I've ever seen, like a practice one. Here, for your five-year-old. So it'll be a Also, also. Like, you know. oh, no, also he, brought, he brought three other tools, if you remember. He brought three books called How to Kill... Understanding guerrilla oh, oh. warfare in the Bible. So he oh yeah, I remember when uh, Jeff was looking through his shit. I was like, why is he doing this? How but to kill? Also, also he lets Jeff use the chainsaw. It's like, oh, I've seen Texas Texas Chainsaw Massacre is my favorite horror movie. I've seen it six times. Like, motherfucker, those are now my favorite. That actually leads to my favorite like yes. exchange in the film. He's like, I saw him. I shot him. I get to use the chainsaw first. Yeah, <laughs> they're fighting I, over the fucking Fisher Price chainsaw. Right. Yeah, but he did he did a good job with it, and you know he said that he saw it six times and it's his favorite movie. I have question mark. That's all <sighs> question mark. And, but he is only like sixteen or seventeen. So right. I. But six times. I had, rookie. I had watched I had watched Sleepaway Camp probably. 400 times by the time I was 16. So, yeah. oh yeah, that's <laughs> Midnight Living Dead, like totally. I see, I can line for line do that movie. Mm-hmm. When I was acting, I did Barbara's monologue, okay, from that movie. Like, I just know it by heart. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah Fun so, fact uh, the unnamed woman is played by Jennifer Romero of the punk rock band The Nuns. So, Ooh. Nice. also, um, also, April is played by Susan Drayton, who played the girlfriend of Jim Carrey in The Deadpool. The, uh, oh, oh, uh, the Dirty Harry movie. Nice. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. She did look familiar. Uh, so. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Johnny, Johnny, <laughs> no! That's her whole part in the movie. Do you guys want to hear something really uh, funny? Uh, As I, I was kind of digging a little deep for some more info um as i was doing my research for this because i just you know knew what i'd watched and just a little bit of what i read but i really dug and you guys are familiar with bloody disgusting right yeah. okay yeah the website um, we're all just like Dread central yeah yeah okay it's this movie is included on their top 10 most awesome chainsaw scenes correct now i about shit a brick when i saw that i was like wait hold on so I have to tell I'm you. Ge- I'm guessing it's the one where the kid has the chainsaw and cuts him in half. Yeah. That's and, the only one that's worthy. But of. I was just surprised it made a list. I mean, because, mm-hmm. I mean, it was okay, but I've seen, but of all the horror movie chainsaw scenes, like that it made that list, it's not that, it's not that level. I'm sorry. I'm not like shitting on it, but I'm, it's not, a, it shouldn't be. No. And, and the <laughs> other thing too, that like, if you, I mean, this is kind of like base trivia is that. <laughs> Like, I mean, they only had so much money. They couldn't put a lot of gore in. And then when Magnum Home Video got it, they were like, oh, here, we're going to throw you some more money to put gore in. So, right. like, you can tell everything that's gory was shot differently. Yes, absolutely. Like, I mean, you never see the kid with the chainsaw sawing into the zombie. It's always like the kid, a chainsaw, and then cut to zombie. You know, right. kid chainsaw, <laughs> cut to zombie. 
Like, and, and I mean, yeah. that's not their fault. It's not, but it is, it is oh, obvious I'm not, that like yeah, everything. I'm not, like, mad at it. I just, yeah, I, it I doesn't, I don't, confused. I agree. I agree like, that that's not. That, yeah, and the that's fact not, that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was not number one, I was like, okay, they're fucking high. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure but, they were. Okay, but. What what scene or what part of Texas Chainsaw Massacre with the chainsaw? Like what what would you give? Like um, they didn't really pick scenes. They kind of picked oh, movies that had uh, chainsaws in them. Uh, never mind. So I'm like, mind. why is Texas Chainsaw Massacre not number one? Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> and then the front, and okay, and here's number Good one. Question. Here's here's number one. Army of Darkness. No, I love Bruce. Oh. Love. Don't don't you start. Yeah. Hold on. You get a My second. My favorite. And I, whatever. You're wrong. Um, <laughs> it's the best of the Evil Deads. <laughs> Thank you. Thank oh. you. Why are you Fuck guys? No. Saw it on Sci Fi Channel endless times. I'm gonna say. I I I know. I I I got to give it to the first one. Evil Dead. It has to be Evil Dead too. Right. They're all good. So what does it matter? It's it's not a. It's not that. It's just like, if you're gonna pick as number one an Evil Dead movie. Why is it not two? That's where the evil. You know, what, the, what the were whole... the other movies on this list? That we uh, okay, can number choose? ten is My Name Is Bruce. Well, number what? nine. What? Okay. I, I don't know. They, okay. The guy said, "Well, I mean, he he was really it's a confused article. I can link you guys." It's a, right. it's a fun movie. Number but... nine is The Video Dead. Number eight is Shockerama. Mm-hmm. Seven. Sure. Eight, is Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers with Linnea Quigley. Number six is Dawn of the Dead remake. Number five is Dead Snow. Number four okay. is Ilsa Tigress of the of Siberia. Okay. okay. Three yeah. is American Psycho. <laughs> Two is Texas oh, yeah. Chainsaw Massacre. And one is Army of Darkness. Again, it should be Evil Dead 2 because that's where we get the chainsaw hand, but okay. But, well, I, I disagree but, with some things on I that. I thought you said that uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't on the list. No, I was saying it was number two. Why is it uh, number one? Is what I'm okay. saying. Like, okay. If you're picking chainsaw I, movies, it how doesn't can you matter not put the order. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I was just saying no, it's on I, there, but I, it should be one. Yeah. I, I also, uh, Record Three um, Genesis should have been on there just for the scene where she kills the zombies in her wedding dress. Oh yeah, this, this guy sure. is. Uh, he was kind of like confused as he was writing the article. It's a very interesting article. I will link it to you guys in chat. I see it. Um, yeah. it's, you it's, know, uh, it's different. Um, he, the guy himself is having trouble defending why he's ranking them this way. <laughs> I see. And I... kind of like, but I was just surprised as fuck that it was on a list. Like, I mean, that video dad was. And I'm not saying that it's because I hate the film. It's just kind of like. That okay. yeah, it's very the chainsaws use very little and yeah, it's not like a big feature. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's not used well. I think it's because I think it's because as soon as he gets split in half, you see the innards with the fucking the, the mice. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. That is kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, TV Guide gives like, in its two out of five star review that uh, it's a good deal of dark humor. Actually, manages to create some suspense. Released straight to video, but almost as good as what made it into theaters at that time. So. Well, if I can say my biggest fucking what the fuck with this movie, and I'm going to pass this off to Sean because he's been trying to talk and I keep interrupting him, like real life. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so it's the 80s. I get it. I lived in the 80s. 
but this bitch had like 80 mirrors. Who the fuck has this many mirrors in their house? I think I'm they're trying to say she's a narcissist. Well, no. Ah! But I don't know. It's her parents' house. Yeah, I mean, and it's and not even theirs. They had never even been there either. They love so their dearie. The she just moved in and has 80 fucking mirrors. I love mirrors because, you know, I do a lot of beauty and hair stuff. And I I probably have, like, two uh, pocket mirrors in my purse. And and that, I feel like that's extraneous because I really only need one. But, you know, there's not just, like, fucking mirrors everywhere. And, and loose mirrors and that <laughs> that I can tape up. All over all the fucking doors. Like how many fucking okay, sorry. How many fucking mirrors? Anyway, that's that's all I can say. How many fucking mirrors? Who I has this many? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> okay. Oh. Smith, you have at it. Uh well, you know, I really don't have a whole lot to say. Um, <laughs> there's I my okay, so my biggest issue was garbage man. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. Shows up, no. tells him about the mirror, and never see him again. And, and I was kind of pissed. And and then my my other issue with this movie was, like I like I said earlier, the the uniqueness with you know the way they they portrayed the zombies is that the zombies didn't eat people, but they would eat each other. Yeah. <laughs> And no, and you you this could, is confusing. Oh, and no. you could dismember them, and they would die. But then another zombie would wake them up because they didn't really die; they only thought they died. Yeah, like and and so it was just you know there was a lot runs. of confusion. Um, pining for the fjords. Yeah, <laughs> the, zo- the, the like the zombie, uh, like what you would call like the lore, or the ethos, or whatever in this was yes, very like confusing. But there's also the idea there's also the idea that like they don't really okay so these are zombies they came out of the tv right Mm -hmm. but they are not zombies per se like anything i think could come out of the tv just like the the woman who seduced jeff like he happened to be watching a zombie movie when that happened and so zombies came out the garbage man even explains that they look like us, they talk like us, whatever, but they're not really us. So I think it's whatever happens to be on the TV at the time is what comes out. And so they're yeah, not really they're watching zombies. crap on that's, TV. That's so they're crappy zombies. They're just whatever. Yeah, I just thought of the woman as like your obligatory like 80s titty shot in every horror film. I'm sorry. But, you know, I just thought I thought she but it she's, was But more. she's sucking him into the TV. Oh, yeah. Like, I think there, I think that, like, I think that, like, if, if they had turned on a sitcom, they would be, like, you know, there would be these, like, you know, psychotic, like, housewives coming out of, I mean, like, I think whatever it is, I I don't know that it was really necessarily that they were zombies, zombies in the TV when they came out. I guess I never thought that much about it, because it was, it, it was always the, what is it, blood sucking zombies or whatever that that was always what came on even at the very zombie end. blood nightmare zombie blood okay nightmare. Yeah. well i whatever yeah. Yeah. I was, which is obviously just trying to be like night of the living oh, dead but, but, but yeah but, but yeah imagine imagine that though imagine being terrorized by a shitty sitcom like mm. by fucking oh, like fucking who's the boss or some shit this guy, oh Sorry, god john yeah. mickey Oh, the bane of my existence is laugh tracks. Fucking just give me a zombie and let it kill me. If if I had, if I had, 
if I had this TV, if I had this TV, it'd be on the fucking Food Network. <laughs> oh, nice. The neighborhood. No, no, then you're gonna have food that's gonna try and eat you. Then. It's <laughs> no, okay. As a fat, as a fat guy, I agree with that one. <laughs> okay. Oh, speaking of cooking shows, I'm gonna I'm gonna reel us in. Speaking of cooking shows, we have oh, the, we go to the neighbor's Seriously. house. Oh, the- oh, wait, wait. That uh, I'm, I'm at to point that out. I'm glad you brought that up. That was the most annoying thing to me is that scene. And you know why? Because we cut to her, like, you know, watching the cooking show. And the guy's like, oh, you put two cups of baking soda. What cup of soda? And it's like, you're going too fast, <laughs> motherfucker. Slow down. Yes. Like, okay. Okay. I actually, we had this talk on my podcast last night because <laughs> it, this is so weird. Um, and then I, then I watched this and I was like, oh my God, because one of my co-hosts was like, does anybody, did anybody ever know anybody who had a TV on their counter in the eighties? And like, uh, my I like everybody she, did. Yes. I, yes. I feel like everybody and my mom and my grandparents. Yeah. It's such a trope. And he's like, but they're always watching cooking shows. And like, how do you keep <laughs> up with the cooking shows? <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, we were all like, well, it was a real thing. But yes, in t- in movies, they're always following the cooking shows, but the cooking shows don't go in real time. Right. So I, I kind of like that. She's like, what do I do with the coconut? Like, yeah. that's right. what it's realistic. Right. <laughs> like, he goes, like, brown or emerald to come out and say, pow. Right, like he goes, two cups of baking soda, one cup of it's sugar, and then we'll be right back. And it's like, back in that day, would be Julia Child coming out with, like, and then you put some wine in it. <laughs> <laughs> I just showed my age. Um, <laughs> We're all about the same age. So, well, some of, us are. Some, of us are. some of you use a little wine, I use a lot. And then you put some in the food. Well, but so okay, so just okay. I'm I don't know how you guys do this, so I'm like I'm used to being the one who reels everybody back in. Oh good. So uh, yeah, so one You're of you're doing my a good job because I so, it's like wow I don't have to do it tonight. This is nice. Yeah, so <laughs> one of my favorite oh, scenes is before that, and that is that all of them go to so April goes to school and they go in the dad's house where you know dad's sleeping with the maid. The maid, yeah. Right. Always the maid. <laughs> Yes. Well, she even says hey, how stereotypical. <laughs> yeah, but she even says like, can you believe that how like how stereotypical? Whatever. But like when the when they're all in there and they're exploring the house and like that's when the bride really shines because she gets the wig and puts yeah. it on over the veil and then she's playing with the blender and like once it comes on she's just like ah holy you know, like, shit that's cool she gets to actually use it as opposed to dust it off. <laughs> No, well, the, the bride. The bride. Yeah. The oh. oh, that's right. Yeah. But I don't know what the bride did. <laughs> well, I think the bride, I mean, I think all we know is that the bride died on her wedding day and we don't really know. She didn't really like ever get to be domestic. Maybe. I don't know. But she likes, but I think that Obviously, they were trying she wants to, like, to be pretty and, you know, feminine and well, that vibe. Right. And they all like look at themselves because you also see Jimmy D who obviously he is supposed to be like a 1950s like stud boy who drowned. That's why he's blue. He's all about the girls. Right. And like, you know, they see themselves in the mirror and they're just like, fuck, you know, because they they the millions of mirrors. 
They don't, ex yes, they don't expect to see that though. But I really love it when she, uh, she like is very big on appliances and I really love like what she does with the uh, washer and the woman. I was going to say that, that that part cracks me up. And then you see the, like the rinse thing with all the blood coming out. I'm like, Haha, that's creative. Uh, it, it, it was sort of like gremlins ish, you know, yeah, like the blinker, yeah. the feet, whatever. But I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. I think it's funny yeah. when, we, when, when she's in the washer and you, you see the, yeah. the blood come out, it's like, yeah. oh, that's, that's creative. That's different. I like it. I Who drinks their washer point. into a sink, by the way? But anyway, that was old the eighties. It, it was old school. Yeah, my kids' yeah, difference totally. was like that. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Totally. Yeah. We're we're just busting all of the uh, all of the preconceived notions of like what did and didn't happen in the eighties. There were TVs on the counter, and there were washers draining into sinks. People. <laughs> <laughs> back in the good old days, and you know, I always have something to say about eighties nostalgia. It. And and I'm here we go. I'm on my '80s nostalgia, and I'm gonna say this again because she has Rebecca has not heard it. But all of us who lived in the '80s, like who were born in the '70s and were growing up in the '80s, you know, uh, like we knew what the '80s were about. You know, we grew, we came. You know, that's when I became a horror fan, and you know, I really formed into a person, and you know, whatever, got to double digits and all that. But you know, a lot of these people are like, there's a lot of 80s nostalgia. And they'll be like, oh, my God, yeah, I'm the 80s kid. And I'm like, when were you born? 1987? Like, the, you don't even fucking remember the 80s. <laughs> right. Like, do you really know yeah. what it was you like? You came in late. <laughs> that's like, that's like, that'd be like, um, I don't know, people who are like born in 1999 are like, oh, my God, I'm such a 90s kid. I'm like, you yeah. don't even, you were an infant. No. Baby. Like, like so <laughs> they take all the 80s tropes and they're like, you know, sort of like Ready Player One was just full of just 80s tropes and crap and whatever it's it's not really how the 80s was at all no and and, and when you watch a movie like maybe not necessarily well even this i mean like and you see like that we had a ton of commonality that's what it is we had the same channels we had everybody had the same stinking stupid mushroom uh kitchen shit from sears and everything we was had kind of brownish and oranges brown and gold and orange decor we, had, like, we had the same wallpaper whatever no matter where you yeah, lived in the country mcdonald's ruled the world yeah, yeah. oh but mcdonald's we, but we had so much commonality that we watched that now and we're like, oh, I had that in my kitchen. I oh, was yeah, saying that, that when we watched we had the that movie. That yeah, stupid when I was sitting there I was like, I had that in my living room. Yeah. I had like a wicker thing. Because wicker, remember Wait. the wicker furniture? Wait, wicker, it was, that was yeah, everywhere. The wicker, yeah. Wicker yeah. Stuff. We, we see that stuff and we're like, it's not nostalgia. It's or it is nostalgia. It's not. It's not. Oh, that's an '80s trope. It's like, oh, yeah, it's, geez, it's like and I had that nostalgia. <laughs> Everybody had that fucking that mug, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's and you see that a lot in some. It doesn't have your typical, you know. 80s tropes like there's a lot of people who are like oh everybody said bodacious in the 80s i'm like nobody actually fucking said that um, no just the valley girl talk Radical, is very in and i i have kept the valley girl talk with me so i'm always like totally and oh my god and oh, oh, we all, yeah. you, know, you know but that was that was cool then you know and i never got rid of it i couldn't ever get rid of but it but even even stupid things like jelly bracelets. Like, it was a trend in different... I'm sure it was a trend in Indiana at a shoes, different time. 
Yeah, at a different time than it was in California, but it was a trend everywhere at some point in time. And so we see that in a movie. We're like, oh, you have a banana clip. Like it, it does kind of like trigger something in your brain. Like uh, that's it, that's that was reality. And it does make it seem, I will say this, it does make it seem a little more real. And it's one of the reasons why I love low budget, independent films. Like even today is that I like watching people who look like they're real people. And yeah, situations, and, and similar situations, like you know, video because, dead, totally look like real people. No, but mm-hmm. yeah, but they looked like they looked <laughs> like people would look then. They weren't Hollywood. They weren't all like dressed. They were like the, the people down the street, basically. Right. Like, they were know, like your average people, yeah. and they weren't tropes. They were just people. Yeah. And Weird that's, enough, we've been talking about shooting on video this whole time. Uh, DVD talk says in their positive review of the Blu-ray with Terror Vision that uh, it was actually shot on 16 millimeter, which is interesting because no. it would have actually been a little more creative had they probably shot it on video, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, but video was so expensive, and that's that's why At these that shot time. on videos. Yeah, that's why these shot on video movies came. Well, it's still really expensive now. Digital changed everything Mm -hmm. but like but that was the whole thing these people who like i mean even now like i mean some of my friends made a movie uh called tennessee gothic uh not that long ago they shot on film they shot like actual film and they got i gave it a great look it does it gives it a great look but the only reason they could do it was because they started in 2016 and that was the last year that the nfl was using film instead of digital and they liquidated their stock and they got the whole stock and they didn't have enough to finish it. And the Kodak lab actually like donated the remaining film that they needed because they were like, so determined to make this on. That's pretty rad. I'm so glad you brought that up because that is so common. You have all these labs and yet I don't know how they stay in business when no one's coming there to process it. You know, I don't know, but but it's like that's the only reason they could do is because they got all the film at like seventy five percent off, and then they got the rest of it donated by Kodak. They they were looking around at the right time when everyone. Oh, was oh yeah, they just totally yeah they totally got it at the right time. I have one of the canisters too. Kind of weird. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm like, this is from like just a couple years ago. Really? Okay. <laughs> and and anyway, film, um, speaking of like reviews, I there was. There's one that kind of grabbed my eye, and I think it kind of sums up um, the 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 feel of this film. It's from Adam Adam Tyner of DVD Talk. He said it's considered essential yeah. viewing for fans of off kilter '80s horror, and it's definitely off kilter. And it's you know '80s horror, and '80s horror tended to be more fun, um, little cheesy, and and you know like this film is, and you know. I have to agree with that review. Like, you should see it. You may not, you know, obviously not for everybody, but if you are into off-kilter 80s stuff, it's definitely going to appeal to you. He mentioned in that same review that it came on USA Network, so I wonder if it was part of the Up All Night or just played in other hours. Uh, It's definitely come on MGM HD a few times. I I think it might have come on Showtime once upon a time during my high school years, but which would have been 09 or something, so... Well, oh, I'd goodness. like to. I'd like to. Wait, 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 whoa! Who just said that they went to high school in '09? He's the baby. Oh, that's when oh, I yeah, graduated. The, the baby. But yeah, that's when I graduated. Yeah. So, assuming. Ninety-seven. 
Wait, wait, anyway, Sean, uh, Sean, Sean. Say 94. Am I the right. oldest one? Yeah, but Maybe. not by much. I'm behind you. Right yeah, behind I was going to say, yeah. I'll be like 41 this year. Yeah, I'm 44. All right. Okay, Sean? Well, I was just going to say, I'd like to argue with the word essential. In, in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was totally thinking that Sean, Sean obviously comes through and says what we're all but you know, um, but are you considering the off kilter? Are you into the off kilter? I mean, I know the answer to that, but you can answer for yourself. I mean, you know, off off kilter is good. I just, you know, in that review when he says this is essential viewing, there's to me, there's nothing essential about this. Nothing. I give it, I give it an A for effort on trying to do something with the mythos of the undead. Um, yeah. I don't think it completely delivers on it. Um, like the rules, like you, you kind of have to have rules in a movie. And so like, okay, for instance, when, you know, um, uh, Joshua, the country guy, he's like, you know, well, if you shoot them with conventional weapons and they think they're dead, whatever. But when, you know, Maria bashes that dude in the fucking face with a, an iron, the like iron yeah. face him, he kept going, he, they actually call him iron head. And I'm like, so what, what? I don't understand now. Like. Why didn't he say, like, oh, shit, I'm dead. It hurt my brain or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and and here's one, like, okay, contradiction that I found. Like, okay, so when uh, the brother and Daniels, they go to, like, out to the forest to defeat them. And uh, so she stays behind, of course, because she's the girl, right? And uh, and he gives her the keys to, tr- to the truck and says, if, if we don't come back until, you know, 10 minutes before sundown, then get the hell out of here. Well, she's already suggested, let's just get the hell out of here. And he said, no, you can't. They just follow you. So why is he, like, suggesting that? He's just meant to be a plot device. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's like, oh, I mean. It It works for the stupid shit going on here. So, I mean, what do you want? This does bring us to, I mean. Like, the whole, like, setting up the trap with Jeff and everything and the force is like, oh, ho, 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 funny, whatever. Don't understand. They think that they've wiped them out when all they did was shot them with arrows. Who cares? They let the bride run off with a chainsaw. But. (laughs) Who doesn't? I want my chainsaw back. (laughs) And they don't grab it when they find it. Yeah, I I said that too. I was like, why the fuck did they, what? (laughs) I, I have in capital letters on my notes. Grab the chainsaw, damn it! <laughs> right, right. We were we were just saying um, when we yeah. watched it, we said the same thing. Like, what the? What are they doing? But where they did keep with the lore was, however, the hell cowboy knew that if you put them all in the same room and like you know they basically were locked together, that they would eat each other. And that if you show, like, basically, they only want to kill people that have fear. Like, I love the end where it's like they're coming for Zoe and she's got a knife. And at first she's like, she drops it. And you're like, why the fuck are you dropping your weapon? Right. But then you realize, you know, they but have to be smart. They have to do the voiceover. But then it's like, OK, she's just like, OK, well, I can't kill him with a knife. I'm going to try to kill him with kindness. Essentially, and that, <laughs> and that, that the actress, uh, Roxana, God, what's her name? But the the girl who played Zoe, uh, she did a really great job at the end, um, you know, in conveying 
you know, oh, everything's fine. And then and a second later, her face is just completely like, oh, my God. You know, she, and, she, and she gave a her. great mouth performance. Like, yes. like her, like her strongest Your word, like, not mine. attribute is her strongest attribute is her this. mouth. <laughs> Like, <laughs> yeah, and I thought there was a cool ending, you know, as in my final girl um, piece that I wrote final for my blog, girl. which was serious. I said they never show what happens to the final girl, you know, because they, they end up with PTSD. And this actually does show that she's in yeah. the hospital with PTSD. And, you know, she's got and the they bring in. the goddamn TV to her. Actually, a really good ending. And then, you yeah. know, you hear the scream. And that was pretty <laughs> Although the parents, yeah. I just wanted to kick them in the face. They didn't seem too broke up uh, the bro- oh, about the brother. They had errands. Well, they had. I said that. I said the same thing. Like, what the fuck? Like, like they like, really it's got okay. You know, it was just, it was just. <laughs> yeah, no, but him. it was all about them. They were like, he's like, I don't understand. I mean, we were always good parents to them. Like, <laughs> why is he dead? <laughs> so it's How about you. It's not about your dead and kid. The and the mom in her fucking kid. sweater. Uh-huh. Around her shoulder. Uh, oh God. Isn't it? I had no idea we were going to this movie for fashion. <laughs> but I'm a girl and I like fashion. Okay, I'm just I'm not ashamed. It's yeah, all I'm good. That was we're guys. Ugly. We don't understand. No. But she had the total blonde helmet hair and the, and the sweater, not just tied around her neck, but it was like where the people who did the thing where it's like you cuff, you take the one cuff yeah. and like cuff the two things together like they're like. Yeah, like you like tying them is too messy. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That, and see that that's a real '80s thing. That, that is, is some real that was real. Yeah. And it was ugly, and I'm sorry. <laughs> there were a lot of things. Some great in the music, 80s. some great TV, some horrible fashion. <laughs> and speaking uh-huh. of music, I will say I really like the music in this. The musical, yeah. like the musical that's cues, true. like in the actual song songs with lyrics that they had at the very beginning. Um, it had a really good soundtrack. I thought. Um, sure. It was it was decent considering you know the budget. Um, it's it's not my cup of tea. But I can't talk shit about it. <laughs> you know, I, I'm really picky about music. I, I am a, a music snob. But, uh, you know, like, I watched Return of Living Dead, and I'm like, that's my shit right there last night. You know, the, the cramps. Yeah, and, yeah you know, it, you're right. Yeah, they're punk bands, you know. Obviously, but, this you know, is, like, off-brand, you know, pop band doing this. You know? Synthesized everything. Friends of you're Robert Scott. It's part of time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he knew the local school Totally. So do we want to do we want to go around and give our ratings for this? I was just about to do so. So we're gonna go out of ten, your own scale, but how many out of ten? And you can defend it any way you want. Um, we'll start with Sean. He's ready. Uh, I'll give it a solid four. Oh man. Bigger than I thought you'd go. What she said. Oh. Yes. Yes. <laughs> These type of jokes are back. Yes. Huh. <laughs> uh, uh, do you want to defend or are you just going to let it stand? Defend what? A four out of ten? What's the <laughs> no, you give a reasoning. Wow. Okay, like it, does, it does have a 5.1 on IMDb, which is very high for it's a shot on video. Me when I saw that. Yeah, yeah when I saw that on IMDb, I was like, wow. 
and yeah. all, all the reviews are pretty right. pretty good. Yeah, it's like from thirty three hundred reviews too. It's not like yeah. five people. So yeah, I went I went through and I've read some of those reviews, and all those people are fucking stupid. So. I joke. Listen, it, it just it wasn't for me. It didn't hold my interest. <laughs> And I think maybe part of it was because of the fact that we had to watch it on YouTube and it was a, a VHS rip, which, you know, okay, I love VHS, but watching a rip on YouTube. It was a bad rip. It was a bad rip. And, and so it just, it didn't really hold my interest. There was a lot of inconsistencies and, and, you know, continuity <laughs> things, but, uh, you know, I, I'm being generous with the four, so. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was surprised. Okay, um, I'm just doing these in order that I see them. Uh, Cameron. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to go with either six or seven. It's, it is wow. what it is. It, I understood exactly why you picked it. I didn't know if you liked or hated it at the time, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, it's it's a we total cult. We haven't gotten cult. to the ones I hate yet. I picked two that it's, I hate, and they're right a, together, and we haven't gotten there yet. It's a cult movie. I can see why it would vary by crowd. I don't think... Do not get me wrong. I don't think it's entirely at a party level kind of movie. I don't even think it's necessarily the best directed video of the year for that year, 87. Uh, but I, you've all summed it all basically up. It is basically the budget is both the star. It's both a pro and a con. Because especially mm-hmm. when you go and when you go into IMDb and you see what else they plan is like, yeah, the, the effects did a good job of making me think there was more zombies. And at the same time, I wanted to see more zombies. So it's like, OK, yeah. um, it's not depressing like Videodrome, but it's also not Romero level. But at the same time, it's not going for Romero. So it's just like, yeah, I was trying to do something movie. because Romero was the fucking king. It's an excuse for gore. And on that level, it works. It's it does it, it like you say. It would have been better had someone with a bigger budget or more imagination just experimented with this. Even if it had taken 10 years to make a silly, you know, 90 minute movie, it would have been it would have turned out way better than what we got. Um, like you mentioned, with all the inconsistencies in the plot. Yes, someone wasn't doing continuity or couldn't bother to be hire someone. They were clearly trying to get it done. So that unfortunately shows and sticks out like a sore thumb uh, that characters i didn't give them the moment of the day because especially when i read how a lot of them this was their first movie so i didn't come here for the acting but i did it's just a campy late night movie it's just on that level it worked but yeah if you're into that it's 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 fun right all right um, wait you didn't give it you didn't actually like you said you said a six or a seven which which one oh fine i'll give it a seven even though it's not entirely successful. <laughs> That's pretty high for the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, Rebecca. So this, I do agree with something that Cameron said. Um, and that is that the budget was like a blessing and a curse because this is higher budget <laughs> than most of these movies. Um, yeah. and it had, and it had a little bit more backing to it. Um, I was surprised it didn't go to the theaters cause it looks like they said, like every other 80s movie, yet at the same time, they clearly had no faith in it, and clearly they didn't have much to work with, so. Right, and most of the time when I really, really dig these shot-on-video, you know, low-budget movies, there's, like, a lot of heart there. It's like I find out that the person was a teenager when they directed it, 
or it's like everybody worked for free or like you look on IMDb <laughs> and this is the only thing that they've ever done because none of these people were actors. They were just the friends of, you know, somebody. Um, and that like that a lot of time elevates things for me, these movies for me. This one was almost like stuck between being, you know, like that movie with, you know, that that really like really good for what they did backyard epic and the like kind of low budget like hollywood movie and so yeah it it is kind of stuck in between and i will admit that there are a couple things that i would i would have liked to seen pared down obviously the adding the gore in later kind of affects it but you can't really you know i mean if if somebody throws the money without it to be fair. Right, but if somebody <laughs> throws some money and, the, you know, they're like, you're done? Well, okay, here's some more money. Like, yeah, fuck yeah, we're gonna, like, chainsaw some fucking zombies, okay? We're gonna get some rats. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, I mean, who cares? Like, I mean, when you hear that kind of stuff, and I always take that into consideration, um, and, of course, I have nostalgia, um, but, like, I just, I think it's a fun movie. I I dig it. I, you know, these are the kinds of movies that I'm, I'm in it for. And uh, do we give half points? Yes, we do. Okay, I'm going to give it an 8.5. It's it's not oh, up there with, like, it, it, it ain't no, it ain't no Woodchipper Massacre. It ain't no, which is. <laughs> That's no, what I gave. I gave an 8.5 to Night of Demons last week, so. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm but it, but all in all, that's my defense, sure. and that's that's where I stand. Nice. All right. All right. Nice. Uh, Rob. Oh, he's gonna get the lowest score out of all of us. <laughs> Here we go. I just know Here he will. I know. Um, I'm actually going to give it a two out of ten because the, the lowest. That's uh, gonna be the lowest. The yeah. two. The the two is because I like the idea. I, I like the idea of the movie. It, it's really ingenious, but they just don't go far enough with it. I understand, but it's like you have an idea where it's like it's almost like last action hero-ish, where it's like they, they're not zombies. Like they're zombies, but they're zombies who never existed on a real plane, you know? So you have this idea, like, you know, they're, they're just, you know, these these just otherworldly beings, you know, from another dimension that exists in, like, this movie world. And now they come, like, they kind of touch on it, like, every time they look in the mirror and they're like, oh, my God, I'm horrified by my vision. And it's like, like, I, I would have loved to have seen more of that, you know, that was <laughs> like, you know, like, just these these zombies who just, like, they've never existed before. But unfortunately, they don't, and, and it just degenerates into this wanderless kind of thing where they're just all over the place, and it's, it feels like three fucking hours, and I'm just like, yeah, some of the stuff they you. don't follow through on, and and that's my point. But I'll get to that. I, I, I that it doesn't really have a soul, even though yes. it knows what it wants to be. So right, garbage right. man says. It, it has <laughs> it has an idea. It just it, it it cannot fucking figure it out for the life of it. Uh, I also give it uh, a point for um, setting up the brother as the hero of the, of the movie and then killing him before the climax. So where like <laughs> the the sister who was barely a character throughout the rest of the movie and now becomes a girl. girl. 
Yeah, like, you know, and like I'm sitting there like she's she's got this idea, like, you know, because you know, the guy told us like, oh, you gotta get them together, they with themselves. And it's like she gets them together, I'm like, okay, turn on the gas, light a match, blow them up. And she's just like <laughs> they're like, Oh Yeah, like and she's just like, Oh, and like she just locks them in there and they eat themselves and it's like I would have rather you blow them up, but obviously they don't have the money to actually blow up a house or even a model. Yeah. So you know, <laughs> It's only you know, they, just get, yeah, <laughs> they, they just get sucked back into the TV, and then you have that just that complete fucking uh, just shot to the heart of an ending where the parents are like, hey, look, we brought you the TV, and it's like, fuck you. They're like worst parents ever. Yeah. They oh, are. yeah. They're like society-level no. parents. I, I, will say, I, will, I will say this. That I will say this. Like, when the mom goes, oh, we have a present for you. I literally go, no! Like, no <laughs> you know what the present's gonna you be. Mm-hmm. You, you, know, you know exactly what they're bringing Happy in. I'm like, birthday. fuck you, mom and dad. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, like, uh, for that and that, I'll give it two, point, uh, two out of ten, but that that's that's all it's getting from me. <laughs> so I'm wondering... Well, you're going to rate Blood Feast if you rated this too. Oh, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll get, get to that, to that one. one later. Yeah. It's coming soon. Yeah. All right. Um, Daniel. <laughs> um, personally, I'm actually going to rant this a seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, um, so I really am the lowest, <laughs> the lowest score. Yep. <laughs> get low, get low. Yeah, yeah. Go suck at it. But, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go low on me. Oh. Uh, excuse me, but as a part of that generation, it's it's a fun nostalgic A's movie. There's so many cliches, but as others have said, it really does drag a lot. Yeah. And, and while I appreciate them breaking the trope of the zombies, even for that generation, just it's like where are you going with this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, I don't it, think it, it really it, it, starts to click to like you know midway point. It never clicked for me. Yeah. <laughs> like you you, you, could, you could tell this script went through so many rewrites. Right. More like, rewrites than Casablanca. Like like it's it's honestly like it it kind of clicked early on and then they just fucking forgot the plot. You know. I don't think they did. Yeah. No, they, they I, just, I kind of I can see that. I don't like, know if like, was the and then it reclicks at the end. Or, yeah. yeah, that they had to like, really watch that many movies. I don't know. Right, it's like it's like fucking Kane from Kung Fu, where they're just wandering around. <laughs> yeah, walk. That's a terrible comparison. It definitely had like that second act lag going for it. Yeah, Yeah, and then we get back to then we get to third act and shit starts happening, and you know again, yeah, that's for sure. You can only only rely on the really cool zombie effects for so long. At some point, you got to say deliver. Okay, give me a story. Yeah, we need a little bit of story. I don't think there was enough story for sure. Yeah. Right. So I guess that leaves me. I'm going to rank it 6.5 mirrors and um and and part of that is i'm gonna use the guy's excuse here uh part of that's nostalgia i'm actually using nostalgia for once which i usually shit on everybody else so feel free to shit on me about it but some is nostalgia like this is is (laughs) what i said i will oh i I said you will you gave us so much shit to love to get at me (laughs) 
Yeah, when we watch Chad I'm gonna fuck you guys up. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Zero um, <laughs> I uh, sorry, God, this was better than Chud. I love Chud. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I you know Chud, Chud didn't do it for me. Eat, but anyway, eat, uh, we'll, we'll get to that. One. <laughs> uh, we're gonna get there. But you know what? Okay, but this is a, a secret. I'm gonna tell you guys about me. Okay. Bud the Chud from Chud Two is like my weird uh, crush. I've always had a crush on Bud. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> you, know, you know who my weird crush is? It's Your John words. Saxon. John Saxon is my weird crush. Yeah. I'm absolutely yeah. in love with him. Yeah, well, you know yeah, the dad from him. Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, I, yeah, but at least he's human. Um, I like Bud. I don't. He's I'm not, not talking about the actor. I'm talking about Bud the Chud, the actual Chud. <laughs> no, it's all good. So I remember, I remember um, discussing John Saxon with my father, and my father, like you know, he grew up in like the seventies, and he yeah, was like, yeah, so uh, he saw a lot of John Saxon. Yeah. <laughs> I was like. Uh, and, and, and I was like, oh, yeah, John Saxon's a good actor. He was like, get the fuck out of here. And I was what? like, oh, come on. He had a good I watched Mitchell more times than I probably should. Because oh, it's God. not for Joe Don Baker. It's because John Saxon's in it. And he's, you know, this, like, smug, bad guy. And I just, like, I just am in love with him. And I love in the Never Sleep Again, um, you know, thing about um, the Nightmare uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movies, um, and they're talking about John Saxon's hairpiece. I'm like, <laughs> I knew it was a hairpiece. I'm not. I'm still in love with him. It doesn't matter. I, <laughs> our love can yeah. still happen. Did Bruce Lee knock off his real hair? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think he balded pretty early. Yeah. I love like, Orange Dragon. I, I even love him in, in that movie. Yeah, like there's no excuse for John Saxon. I just love him. Okay. Anyway, you, yeah. you, like, you don't you don't need to explain yourself, sweetie. Absolutely, absolutely not. I'm in love with him, and I don't care. You should hear her when we go to bed. Hey, can we watch Mitchell? <laughs> <laughs> no, and it's not for the sexy Joe Don Baker sex scene. The baby oil is fucking gross. Mitchell. And you know, uh, and it's the real market class when you're grabbing the beer by the little tab thing with your toe. I'm like, oh, fuck you. Uh, oh, for them to follow that up in Final Justice, stop drinking, baby. You know? <laughs> I'm obsessed uh, with Final on, Justice, on by the way. A meme came up about what can you say about food and sex? And so I said, would you, would you watch the ribs? <laughs> <laughs> you better run. Meatballs, my lord. Anyway, um, we don't like to sing that around the house. But anyway, okay, sorry, I went on a John Saxon thing, and I, I do that. Oh, yeah. Because um, I, I love any excuse to talk about this man. He is a treasure. Okay, but anyway, so my 6.5 mirrors, and, and like I said, a lot of that's nostalgia. This was a fun find for me in the 80s, and I really, really loved, um, you know, finding, you know, just something. And, and, you know, the cover art just really, really grabbed me, and here I was, this, like, you know, 8-year-old kid or whatever, and, um, you know, just tossed it in my bag and went home because you know, I had unlimited free rentals at the mom and pop star, which is really where I saw a lot of crazy horror shit, like some shit that I've seen, like I've never been able to find again. But anyway, this one, this one stuck with me and I really wanted to talk about it. I'm so glad we had this conversation. I like that it um, tries to be different. I don't think it's a hundred percent successful. Would you um, say 50, 50 movie or so bad it's good movie or. Ooh, I, you know, I wouldn't say it's so bad it's good. I just think it's fun. 
You know what I mean? I, it's I fun. think it's so bad, it's bad. <laughs> I know. Uh, we I already know. know. You already had your think. turn. Oh, oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, everybody, basically, oh. you need to go out and make sure you buy a bunch of fucking mirrors, okay? Because yeah, <laughs> I want everybody to put that on your fucking list. Because I'm so damn handsome. No, out. because then you have Kiefer Sutherland after you. Like, I no, want Kiefer Sutherland after me. Is, that, <laughs> is, it, is it bad that I want him after me? I've been a fan of his since Flatliners. And, uh, I, know, I know, I know. That's why I made that joke. Smoking hot and boss boy. That's, so, that, yeah. that, that's why I made that joke because I, I knew uh, I knew camera would get number. it. <laughs> well, TV work aside, I want him to be the president. I want him to snipe me in a phone booth. I want him to uh, basically, I don't know, just go ape shit. And fun fact, he actually survives if you read the comic book. So yeah, I, uh, I want him to suck my blood. Is that weird? Can I be his vampire bitch? I don't I know. Um, uh, no. I'm not going to Sorry, just. Um, that's Canada uh, for you. You're, you're opening too many worms there. Yeah. <laughs> Keeper Sutherland is a bunch of worms, and he's proud of it, damn it. All those <laughs> drunken bar fights. No, no, just, no, you, no you, they're only noodles. They're, they're not worms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he, was just, he was just really, really something about him in that yeah. movie. David. So. Oh, yeah, he was awesome. Oh, my God, yeah. He's on I my mean, what girl, podcast I mean, I think logo. they were playing up Jason Patrick to be everybody's crush, but when you put him next to Kiefer uh, Sutherland, he looks like a dog. I'm yeah. True. Not no to words. be mean to Jason Patrick, but I'm sorry. Kiefer yeah. Sutherland outshines. Anyway, we are at right. <laughs> our wrapping up point. Um, like I said, everybody get your mirrors. <laughs> you might be mistaken for the Paranormal Institute. Um, never know. Um, let's go ahead and do our plugs. Uh, Cameron, you go first. When I'm not binge-watching the fuck out of Power and Ray Donovan, I'm often on the Jacked Up Review show or on this awesome podcast. Yay. Uh, Sean, of the dead. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Slasher at Sean of the Dead, and Black Lives Matter, and wash your hands. Very good. Uh, Rebecca. I am on In the Mic of Madness podcast. It's on Apple, Google, and YouTube. And I am in one of every three independent horror films that are being made in the next two years. Oh, yeah. Do you still work on Beautiful. Pop Horror? Yes, I am a writer for Pop Horror and for Beyond the Void. And I have too many things to say. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, am a, that's a, I'm a media thing. whore. I am a horror Hey, horror. no, you're not. Your words. No, 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 no. Your no, words. My mother yeah. says that too. Like if I like eating too much chocolate, she's like, you're a chocolate whore. So I always say like, I'm a social media whore. I have to. I have to whore this show out. Okay. Yeah. It's just like a term. It's not meant derogatory. Yeah. It's just, I know, yeah. but yeah. still. Like if a woman is saying that about bitch? herself, she's not saying she's a whore. She's just saying it's not yeah. like she's really yeah. into it. But I do have an OnlyFans if you want to see my tits too. So there you go. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, if you I'm want to sorry, see my tits, you have to marry me. I was so oh. disgusted by that one asshole who was in that one message, and he's like, "Oh, I can't afford it." I'm like, "Asshole, get the fuck out of here. It's fine, but yeah. <laughs> you want to wait for me on Twitter? <laughs> five bucks is too expensive. Get the fuck out of here. You ain't broke." <laughs> okay, uh, Rob. God. Uh, oh, you Rob. Find me. Um, Rob, what's your OnlyFans? <laughs> um, Rob the job. Yeah, no, Rob it's the uh, the, 
de Rob El Papito. Muy caliente. El pollo caliente. Y sabroso. Can we just call it the, the bearded bro on the bed? Yeah. I'm not He'll have a white beard shirt. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Come on. No, 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 uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube as The Cinema Drunkie. You can find my numerous writings on actionflex.com, ultimateactionmovies.com, as well as my blog, thecinemadrunkie.wordpress.com. Uh, you can find me on uh, Bros on the Bridge, my Star Trek podcast, and fuck you, Dean Kane. <laughs> <laughs> what are you with that? Thank and, you. Uh, he is often seen playing Sholo number five in every other horror action movie. <laughs> yeah, fuck him. Fuck <laughs> okay, Daniel. Uh, the Nightmare Nerd, as always, on uh, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, please keep an eye out. I got some fun stuff coming up, along with House of Tortured Souls. And uh, thank you so much for having me, Candy. I love what you as did for always, Pride Month. It's a pleasure. I'm sorry, what did you say? I love as what as you did for Pride Month. Yeah, Pride Month. Yeah, thank you so much. He that, does yeah, wonderful videos. videos. I put a lot of work into them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're fantastic. I always watch his videos. You mean every um, word? So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, that's and for I, I've me. Got a, obviously. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just I've got another. I'm hoping to have another taste test come up before the July. <laughs> Is it gonna be more hot sauce? Um. Yeah. I'm probably gonna. Oh, no. I'm probably gonna gonna regret it. But. Uh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, looking forward to that one. Um. As for me, I'm always here every week talking about horror. Usually laughing and going off on tangents because that's what we do, and I love it. Uh, next week, I'm really excited about Dawn of the Dead that we're going to be talking about here, which is my favorite horror movie of all time, by the way. So that's sure. going to be something you definitely can't miss. Um, I'm sometimes on Cameron's Jacked Up Review Show when he's feeling needy. Oh, he shut up. <laughs> oh, yeah, he remembers <laughs> us. He up all the airtime. I'm perfect oh. for that because they never shut the fuck up. Um, it, totally. it was like, hysterical like, having to edit it. You and Daniel and Rob all canceling each other out and me being like, what the fuck is going on? There's totally episodes that Cameron puts up. was like, motherfucker, where, the, where was the call for me for that to be on an episode? I had talked to all up. Like, how January, did you not fucking put week. me on that episode? What the fuck, man? Uh, right, Cameron, what the fuck? It was the first week I was out. But anyway, um, <laughs> it just came out now. But yeah, uh, you're really going to love the episode where we talked about the cult figures. I think I brought up Fred Williamson and John Carradine and Candy, you know, and did a wonderful breakdown of Tim Curry and Daniel, you know, just brought up Tim Thomerson. So that, that is goodness. And Hulk Hogan. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that's yeah, right. I remember our Hogan about wrestling. And at that point, at that time when we had first done that, I had no idea you guys were that much into wrestling. So it was a lot of excitement. And you're welcome for your theme song. I loved my wrestling yes. growing up. My grandpa was into exactly. it, the wrestling. Right. Uh, no, well, as, it's, well, as, uh, well, as Ultimate Warrior would say, Hulk Hogan. I do have a, a horror blog called candycoatedhorror.wordpress.com I write about uh, a lot of history of horror um, some very interesting shit on there um, I do have some personal things that do relate to horror that I think are important messages so uh, definitely worth a read 
uh, I am actually a writer, a novelist, so I think I'm pretty decent at it. So you just know, going door to door. Give it a stab. Anyway, right. um, yeah, so great show, guys. I, I really appreciate you guys doing this with me. It was a lot of fun to talk about a movie that I had so much fun with growing up. So thank you all. Thanks for joining Miss Ragnar. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you, Rebecca. It's been Thanks for hey, hey, hey. having me. You are very fun. I love it. Definitely, definitely. Enjoy. I love it. All right, you guys, stay spooky and have a good night, okay? <laughs> good night, everybody. Next week, next week Dawn is dead. Woohoo! <laughs> yep.